here in the sight of God and these witnesses to unite Jacob, Tyler, and Elijah Rule in holy matrimony. As followers of Jesus Christ, we believe that God created marriage. In Genesis it says, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. We celebrate this glorious institution this day. May we pray at this time. Our Father God, our Lord, Lord, we ask you to help us as we exalt your name here today. We are gathered here this day, Lord, to celebrate this institution, Lord, you designed, that points us, Lord, to you and your love for the church. So, Lord, let your name be glorified at this time during this ceremony that many may see that God has visited us here this day. So let our time be pleasing in your sight. Amen. Amen. Bear with us for just a moment. On this glorious day, we um, have all uh, an anticipated on this day to come and for it to see it happen here today. Um, just uh, for us, we are so encouraged here at Christ Redeemer Church. And the beautiful thing about this marriage is um, Jacob and Elijah, they mentioned to me as a pastor, they said, we want you to preach the gospel. We want you to preach. So. Um, I like those type of weddings. I get to preach. <laughs> so I won't keep you all that long.
see. We'll go to the back. I can't see. Go to the back. chapter 2 verse 24 therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh it tells us in Hebrews 13 4 let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled for God would judge the sexual immoral and adultery Proverbs 18, 22. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. It tells us in 1 Corinthians 7, 39. A wife is bound to her husband as long as he lives, but if her husband dies, she is free to marry to whom she wishes, only in the Lord. So we have testified here of many passages that are proclaiming what the marriage institution consists of. With that being said, Elijah and Jacob and Elijah have asked me to encourage them 
and encourage you all at this time. My encouragement is going to come from Ephesians 5, starting in verse 22. And I want to encourage you first, Elijah. Wives, submit to your own husband as to the Lord. In our day, we have seen and heard a many misusing use of leadership to hurt marriages. That was not God intended for marriage. God created marriage to point to his glory and his glory alone. And one aspect of marriage that points to God's glory is the wife's submission to her own husband as to the Lord. Since there has been so much confusion of submission in our day, biblical submission, first of all, comes from the power of the Holy Spirit. Humble submission is rooted in the fruits of the Spirit. For the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, Against such things, there is no love, no, no law. That's from Galatians 5, 22 to 23. There is no way to submit rightly apart from the working of the Holy Spirit. So if the Spirit leads you, my sister, if the Spirit leads you in submission, it will point to God's glory. So, Elijah, your submission to Jacob shall always point to Christ. So you don't submit grudgingly or out of jealousy or to even keep it quiet. But you submit because you're resembling the art, ultimate picture of submission before Christ as he submitted to his Father and gave himself for us. So you submit to Jacob to honor Christ, and as you honor Christ, it's going to foretaste the heaven to come. Jacob, you don't get off the hook. May I encourage you at this time? It tells them in Ephesians also at 5, 23, 31. Paul gives a lot more to the men. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. His body in is himself his savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. So verse 25, husband love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water and the word, with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. The husband is called to be the head of his wife, the head of a person a head of a, a person is someone that is leading. The head is the one that, that actually is thinking through things and leading rightly as they're submitting by the fruits of the Spirit. So the next question you might have for me, Jacob, is how does Christ lead his church? 
Well, Christ loved his church. Christ loved his church unconditionally. So Jacob, your love for a lady is not based on what she do and not do for you. Your love should be a covenant of grace. Your love for her is the same doing the good and doing the bad. But also Christ is the head of the church. He leads the church because Christ died for his church. We were the ones that deserved to die because of our sins. But Christ died for us so we can have eternal life. Jacob, you're called to be sacrificial. How Christ was sacrificial, you're called to be sacrificial towards the lazy. So things you might want to do must come second to her. As you do this, she will also put things second for her to enjoy the things you may like. But also Christ being ahead, Christ was sanctified. Christ sanctifies his church. Christ makes his bride holy. If we can make ourselves holy, we wouldn't need a Savior. We can't make ourselves holy. That's why we need a Savior. So Jacob, you are to help and encourage your wife to be holy. As to keep the Ten Commandments, not for salvation, but for the love of the Lord. So you shouldn't tempt her to disobey the law, but encourage her to obey the law of the Lord. The love of Christ. But also Christ, he washes his church with the word. Jacob, you're called to wash Elijah with the word daily. So let God's word be a God to you as you care for your bride, giving her tender care daily. Not using the word for puffed up gain, but not using the word to win arguments, but using God's word to wash her carefully in Christ. But also we know Christ Christ presents his bride, bride in splendor. Christ exalts his bride in all beauty. Jacob, you are to present your bride in splendor. Talk good about her at all times. Celebrate her at all times, not only doing major achievements, but doing bad things. Support your wife and support her and encourage her. Elijah is different from you. You are different from her. Even in the midst of differences, you still should present your wife in splendor. Again, Christ makes his church holy. Jake, you are to again help her be holy. Stay away from those things that aren't encouraging, that aren't healthy for your marriage. Free from them. Christ loved his church as if it was own body. Christ sympathizes with his bride. When she is hurt, Christ is there for her. Jacob, you have to do the same. You should co-suffer with Elijah. When she's hurting, you hurt. When she is sighted, you are sighted. So Jacob, you must enter the pain of your bride to care for her fully. Just as you care 
about your own body, you should care about hers. In the last few moments I have here in encouraging words, I want to encourage the marriage. It tells us here in Ephesians 5, 32, this mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Lastly, your marriage is bigger than Jacob and Elijah. Your marriage points to a greater mystery. It points to Christ dying for our sins and uniting us with him. That nothing can separate us from his love. This was the plan of marriage from the beginning in Genesis 2. That the institution of marriage was created to open our eyes for us to see the glory of God through the sacrificial work of Christ. Marriage shows God's coming into flesh and saving the people for himself. For Jacob and Elijah, you have an opportunity to proclaim to the world a dying world, a broken world, a world in need of a savior. You have this opportunity to proclaim to this world what Christ has done for you and how you love one another. So as the world sees Jacob and Elijah, they see sacrifice. They see serving one another. They see him being kind to one another, encouraging one another, helping one another, building one another up, storing one another, because that is how we see Christ's relationship with the church. So let me charge you both to remember that your future happiness is to be found in mutual consideration, patience, kindness, and confidence and affection. Again, Jacob Tyler, it is your duty to love Elijah Royal as yourself, provide tender leadership, and protect her from danger. And Elijah Royal, it is your duty to treat Jacob Tyler with respect, support him, and create a healthy and a happy home. It is the duty of each of you to find the greatest joy in the company of each other, to remember that in both interest and affection, you are to be one and undivided. Amen. Amen. This time we transition to the vows. Jacob Tyler and Elijah Royal, as you prepare to take your, these vows. <laughs> Jacob Todd and Laser, as you prepare to take these vows, give careful thought and prayer. For as you make them, you are making an inclusive commitment one to the other for as long as you both shall live and also to the Lord. Your love for each other should never be diminished by difficult circumstances and is to endure until death part you. As children of God, your marriage is strengthened by your obedience to your heavenly Father and his word. As you let God be in control of your marriage, he will cause your home to be a place of joy and testimony of the world. Jacob, you may share your vows.
friends, family, and God is saying, you're part of the grace of God. I cannot fulfill it in my first weaknesses and continue to me. As Christ loves his church sacrificially, so I vow to sacrifice all for your sake, partner Christ. As Christ loves his church supremely, so I vow to forever delight in only you, partner Christ. As Christ loves his church eternally, so I vow to love you to my dying day. As Christ sanctifies his church, so I vow to lead you in holiness. As Christ cherishes his church, so I vow to make you my greatest treasure next to Christ. As Christ leads his church, so I vow to lead you in accordance to the holy commandments of our God and Holy Spirit. As Christ serves his church, so I vow to serve you with all humility and patience. And just as Christ has promised never to leave or forsake his church, so I vow to never depart from our name. For rich, richer or for poorer, for the sickest and health, for better or for worse, until death is apart. By my love, I hope to prepare you for the one whose love I can only but hope to stand with you. At this time, we transition to the changing of the rings. May I have the rings? Let us pray. Blessed, O Lord, the giving and receiving of these rings, may Jacob, Tyler, and Elijah will abide in thy peace and grow in their knowledge of your presence through their loving union. May the seamless circle of these rings become the symbol of these endless love and remind them of the holy covenant they have entered into today. May they live in your grace and be forever true to this union. Amen. Amen. You will now exchange 
rings as a symbol of the lifelong commitment and abiding love which you as a husband and wife have promised to each other. Jacob, please place the ring on Elijah's finger and repeat after me. Elijah, I give you this ring as a symbol of our vows with all that I am and all that I have. I honor you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, with this ring, I thee wed. Elijah, please place this ring on Jacob's finger and repeat after me. Jacob, I give you this ring as a symbol of our vows with all that I am and all that I have. I honor you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. With this ring, I thee wed. Jacob and Elijah decided not to use candles or nor the pouring of the sand, but at this time, they want to be reminded of Christ. So Jacob and Elijah were partaking in the Lord's Supper at this time. Yeah. 
Let us turn together to hymn number 177 in your blue hymnal as we sing together the hymn in Christ alone, signifying our union with him and our witness to him. and understanding, happiness and contentment. May their family, 
and friends to continue to support them in difficult days so that their love for each other may continue to grow as long as they both shall live. Let us all pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, who hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, thine is the power, thine is the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Jacob and Elijah, having witnessed your vows for marriage before God and all who are assembled here by the authority invested in me, I now pronounce you husband and wife. <laughs> you may now kiss your bride. transition to the fellowship hall here shortly. But family, um, after the family goes, each role um, ends it at this time. Ladies and gentlemen, again, everybody standing, it is my pleasure to introduce you for the first time, Mr. and Mrs. Jacob Tyler. <laughs> Mark, come on. Mark. 